everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I am so excited about today's episode. I know that you probably get tired of me saying that. I say it every time, but today my excitement has gone to another level because this podcast is really about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And today, my guest is probably the most generous woman that I know. And when I say generous, what I mean is that that she lavishes, she oozes encouragement, expressive encouragement into every environment that she walks into. And everyone that I know that has been around her leaves better than when they met her. And so I'm excited to have the one and only Onika McClellan with me today. Welcome. Love you. Love you. So honored to be here. So honored to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. And so thank you for taking the time because I know you guys are are heading into a little bit of vacation, but you took a few minutes just to pop in and I really appreciate it. I couldn't wait to have this time with you. Could not wait. Well, we're so excited. You know, Onika has been married to Earl yes. for 25 years. You I have three amazing kids, yes. Parker, Grayson, and Elle. beautiful Elle. She's yes. gorgeous. You launched Shoreline City Church about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what God is doing in Dallas, Texas, through Shoreline City Church is nothing short of miraculous. And and you're also um, a regular on Better Together TV, yes, which is a, an it. amazing TV show that is for women, by women. And, you know, really, Onika, um, you are such an amazing leader, pastor, mm-hmm. preacher, culture, culture builder um, in the church and, you know, and, and mom, all of these things, you carry a lot with you. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about what, just a snapshot of what the season of your life looks like. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you said it beautifully. And I just want to take a moment to honor you. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. And I feel like because God placed you in my life, He gives me a picture of what could be. And I'm so thankful to have a seat at your table, so thankful to get to learn from you, so thankful for your friendship and your mentorship, and love everything about you. I love you. And one dinner with you, we had dinner with you and your husband recently. (laughs) I have pages of journal notes and things that are going to mark our life and our season and our future. But I'm excited about all things. Um, My family, so I have three, three babies, 17. 11 and seven years old. So I'm in the playgroup season where I'm planning playgroups for my daughter and mermaid, unicorn. Actually, her birthday theme was fairy unicorn um, (laughs) parties combined with my teenage son who we have one more year left at home with him. And he's in the season where he just uses a few words like, what's up, mom? Um, (laughs) And he's just not as as many words as he did when he was little compared to my 11-year-old Grayson who has all the words. And we call him a wonder in a bottle. 
Bill. He's just filled with so much love and creativity, and he's brilliant and so much fun. So I'm soaking in the snuggles from him yes. because my teenager gives me less hugs now because he's just cool. <laughs> he has abs and biceps, and he just he just rules the world. So I have that phase of my world. And then, of course, my husband, married 25 years. He's awesome. my very best friend. And I feel like each year we're learning and growing more. You would think with 25 years that we had figured each other out, but we're still growing and learning and evolving. And then we lead our church together, which is incredible. It's the best thing and then also the hardest thing. Anything mm-hmm. that you're leading, um, there's just a cost to it. Right. But at the same time, when you hear the stories of the changed lives and of what God's doing, I just look back behind me. I did it today at Christ Fellowship, and I just pinch myself. I really, truly think, I can't believe I'm here. Right. And so those are the areas you know, of my world, right. and of course, being a daughter mm-hmm. um, of our Heavenly Father. So. I love it. And, you know, there really is nothing like being able to just see, be, have a front row seat to see people's lives oh, change. And I know you guys are seeing that week after yeah. week. And, you know, everyone that I know that visits your church, they say the same thing, mm. like lots of amazing things. But the one thing that is just so unique about your church is that when someone walks away after they've preached there, they say, this is a church that looks like heaven. Yeah, it it is a picture of heaven mm-hmm. because Every tribe, every tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got you've got so much diversity. You have diverse diversity. You know, yes, you've got that's exactly you, right. You, it is. It really is that's amazing. That's the best way to say and it. It's yeah. beautiful, and it's biblical, right? Right, right, right. It's, yeah. it's biblical, but really, anything this amazing, this beautiful, mm-hmm. this valuable, right? It comes with a cost. Yes. I mean, there's there's a price to be paid. Yes. And a lot of times, you know, the price that that we pay as leaders right. is is a high price to be able to fight for this. So, tell me a little bit about what it's been like in this last season to lead yes. such a beautiful church, right? But also the challenges that have come along in this last season that we just walked through. Yes, you've said it so well. Before probably. Three Three years ago, before the pandemic, and just before um, the world just took a, all these twists and turns right. um, overnight. Before that, we would say, "Oh my goodness!" And we still do. I love that God has brought so many different people together, mm-hmm. so many beautiful worlds. And like you said, anytime our friends and mentors come and speak, they're almost they stumble over their words at the beginning <laughs> of their message because they're so thrown. Because it's just it is a picture of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that we just took great pride in and great just wow, this is such a beautiful picture was actually the toughest part of leading our church these last couple of years mm-hmm. because I really feel like the enemy tried to bring um, disunity and divide unified hearts in this season. And so because our world is such a social media, you know, driven society and world, everyone in the midst of their pain or misunderstandings or just any random thought that anyone would have, everyone was placing it online. So then people that you would sit by, you would learn, oh my goodness, they think this way, they feel this way. And so sometimes it would bring confusion. Sometimes it would bring people not wanting to come to church because the person that they sat by for years or served with for years all of a sudden shared something that they didn't agree with. And so just navigating and keeping everybody pointed to Jesus Mm -hmm. was very difficult and weighty. There were times, um, of course, you know this too, leading in this last season, there were sleepless nights, 
were tears. There were lots of heart-to-hearts. There were lots of seasons where Earl and I would remind ourselves we're called. God, this was your idea. This was not our idea. (laughs) Um, And we have prayed and prayed and prayed like never before. But also on the other side of this, I do feel like there's been a refining and a purification and a reminder that this is about Jesus, it's always about Jesus, and that we're going to continue to fight for people Mm -hmm. and love people and have compassion, but also face the the harsh realities of our world. We're not turning a blind eye to the realities of our Mm -hmm. world, but at the same time, we're washing the feet of one another, and we're seeing beautiful things take place, even in the midst of the pain. Yeah, I love that. That is so beautiful. You know, I what you were talking about a few minutes earlier was really about, I think some of us forgot how to act like family. Exactly. Like when we showed up together yep. at the family gathering on the yep. weekend, it's almost like we forgot how to be family. And and family is made up. I mean, a family can't be a family without diversity. Exactly. And when you think about even the church of Jesus Christ, right? Yep. Um, every image, every metaphor in the Word of God is really a picture of right. diversity. Yes. Unity within diversity. Exactly. A bride is not a bride without yes. a groom. Think about how different a yeah. bride and a groom are. Yeah. A body has many parts, right? Exactly. Um, so every single, a family has many different members. And and so I love the fact that you guys chose to fight right. You chose to fight for the right thing. Yeah. That we are not going to give in right. and allow culture to define yeah. who we are going to be as exactly. a church, as a family, as the bride. But we are going to look to the Word of God and every time I watched you on social mm. media. You know, you and Earl were both leading mm. and pastoring, spiritually leading, and pointing people back to the truth of God's word. That we're not going to take our cues from CNN or right. Fox or whatever right, news right, outlet, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But but we are going to take our cues from God's word, and and it was a, it was a battle. But yes. I believe that you know your church, our church, were stronger because I of agree. it. So 1,000%. it's beautiful, and I love that you guys you you guys are just leading so strong. And I can't. We're going to be visiting with you guys in the we next few weeks. Wait. So we can't we cannot wait. wait. So. Hey, um, well, one of the things I love about you and your leadership, you and your husband, you are the co-senior pastors Mm -hmm. at Shoreline City. You are leading strong. You're involved in creative, in marketing, in creating amazing environments where people can can find Jesus, life-giving environments. You you lead strong, and you lead teams, Mm -hmm. um, and you lead across the whole church. Yes. But from the very beginning, you have had a very specific passion about really investing intentionally into the women of every generation of your church. And you know, and you could have just you could have just said, hey, I'm just gonna lead over here. But this was a specific passion. I'd love for you to talk about why you think it's so important to invest specifically in the women um, of your church and why this is so important to you. Yes, from the very beginning when we started our church 10 years ago, I remember gathering at a little coffee shop called La Madeline and there's 10 or 15 girls and I just remember looking into their eyes and reminding them that there's a part for them to play in this story, that there's no ceiling on their life, that God loves them, that God sees them, and that as we run alongside our husbands, as we help build this church, that God was going to do something so beautiful and that He wanted to use us as His girls. And I remember some of the looks in their eyes. I remember some of the girls thinking, why is she saying this? I'm not used to being with other girls. I'm not used to hearing that God has a plan for my life. It wasn't a room then where they were like, 
like, amen, yes, yes, yeah. yes, God, you chose me. Mm-hmm. I, I was doing it by faith, but also I just felt this mandate from heaven that in order for this church to feel like heaven, we needed mm-hmm. men and women right. coming together, right. playing a part. But that was in seed form. But now as I look back 10 years later, Love we it. have this culture of value and we have this culture of celebrating God's daughters and we have this culture that there's no competition, there's no ceiling on your life, that we want to mm-hmm. set the table for one another and speak life over one another. And now it's just so beautiful to watch the ripple effect of that. So then when someone has a baby, it's the girls that are gathering around them. Yeah. If we're getting ready for a new location, the girls are showing up. It's not just mm-hmm. the men of our house. It's right. the men and the women yeah. partnering mm-hmm. together to make it on earth as it is in heaven. And we've seen the fruit of this for when, even when a mom is going through depression or postpartum or loss, the girls rally around her. They send her text messages. Mm-hmm. They show up at her door. They put signs in her yard. And it's just beautiful to watch from that one little room with 15 mm-hmm. girls with blank looks on their faces wow. to now we have this culture of celebrating girls and just speaking life over one another. I love that. I love that what you're describing is this culture of encouragement. Yes, yes, right? yes. That we are going to yep. champion each other's calling, whatever season you're in. Yes. Champion each other's choices. You exactly. Know, whether working we're going to be a stay working mom, yes. stay at home mom, we're going to champion your choice. Exactly. We're going to champion your yes. calling. And that is so beautiful. And it's countercultural. It is. Right? This is so the opposite of, right. what, of what the world... Um, so right. what, what, what we see on social media, what we see in the world. So I it love that. It keeps wanting to put us in like separate groups. Yes. Separating this, you know, make the working moms feel guilty for being a working mom. Then the stay-at-home mom feeling isolated and feeling alone instead of yeah. bringing us together because God's calling is on both. Mm-hmm. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you're called and you're anointed. If you're a working mom, you're called and you're anointed. But I feel like yeah. the world tries to separate us and then isolate us and um, help us get stuck in our head and forgetting that we're in this with each other. We That's need, so we need each other. That's so good. I love that. Just, yeah. Yes, it's exactly. We need each other. Exactly. And, and God does have a unique calling um, on each of our lives. Exactly. And many times it takes different forms in yes. different seasons. That's right. And, and I love that. I also love, you know, just again, championing choices and also championing each other's children. That's one yes. of the things we talk about around yes. here is that, hey, we are going to be, when your kids get around this environment, yes. I mean, they are going to have a lot of ants, right? Right? And a lot of sisters yes. are going to be cheering them on and 100%. calling them up when, when they may not make the right choices, yep. right? That we're going to be there and have each other's backs, exactly. have the have each other's calling, the calling of our children, the calling of our family. So I love that. I also love, you know, in Acts chapter 2, it says that um, in these days that God is pouring out a yes. spirit. And I love the timeliness of even just 10 years mm. ago. That's very similar to the same time we were launching our sisterhood. Wow. Um, but God's pouring out a spirit. And and that in these days that his sons and his daughters yes. are going to prophesy. That's right. And I really believe that that what you did in that room of 15 women, right? You were you were you were planting seeds yes. for a prophetic movement. Jesus. So that so that that women of all generations would have God's word, right. God's truth, their identity prophesied over their generation. And and I, I do believe that we are living in a, in a time when um when we that if we don't if we don't call each other yep. up right if we don't champion each other create an atmosphere exactly. of encouragement I don't want one girl's voice to be silenced exactly. right see if, if if this is if if we're being called the prophet if our daughters yes. being called the prophesy yes. The enemy will do whatever he can to isolate us, exactly. right, and get us discouraged, get us, you know, get, mess with our confidence, right, yep. so that 
God's word won't go forth. His yeah, word won't exactly. be prophesied over this generation. And so I love that this, this you know, kind of, the, I think you call it um, just a value revolution, Re- yes, right? Yes, yes, I'd yes. love to hear a little, about, a little bit about that. Like what, what you mean when you say a value revolution that we're going to be a part of. Yes, it started when I was meeting with one of the girls um, in our church who was in college, and she was a student um, at a university right near our church, and she was talking about just um, being heartbroken over the peer pressure for some of the choices wow. that girls in her world were making. Mm. And she said, Onika, I really feel like if they understood their value, and if they understood that they were God's That's daughters, right. that they would mm-hmm. not feel the need to settle and feel the need to make some of the choices that mm-hmm. they're making and finding their identity in the wrong things. But if they found their identity in Christ, it would just mm-hmm. be a new filter for just the college season of life. So that's mm-hmm. where it began. Yeah. And then from there, um, we just it just went to every area in the mm-hmm. lives, in the heart of the women in our church. Wow. So just for the mamas to know that this season of being at home with the sleepless nights, yep. that God places value in that That's season. Right. Mm-hmm. For the um, girl who's about to go away from college, that your college years don't have to be wasted That's years, right. that mm-hmm. you can crush it in school, but then also leave heart, pure heart and soul mm-hmm. and still being planted in God's mm-hmm. church. For the woman who has an entrepreneurial spirit, that heaven can invade earth in that boardroom, in that meeting, that That's she right. can walk with her head held high, but not in her own strength, but in strength that comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so just placing value upon women, no matter the season. I think sometimes when we look on social media, we think that value can only be in a certain season that feels that there's accolades or in a platform season of your life. But God can place value on you when you're in the valley or when you're on the mountain. And so I feel like we have to remind each other Mm -hmm. of our value because it's countercultural. It's easier to see someone and to slip in their DMs and to say something rude instead of going to coffee with them mm-hmm. and getting to know them, yeah. getting to hear their story and just mm-hmm. sitting across from them. And so I feel like it trickles into everything, right, right. speaking Absolutely. life over one another. Absolutely. I love that you hit on that, um, that, that whatever season you're in, yeah. it's a sacred season. Exactly. It's, it's a, I, I found, you know... Um, we were on a panel um, just a couple of days ago yes, at the yes, conference yes, together, yes, yes. and we were talking about how every age was represented. And I got the um, I, I got the wisdom age, and it's not because I'm much smarter than anybody else. I was just older, right? I, you know, being being older, um, you have the the you have the advantage of looking in the rearview mirror. Yes. And when I look back in the rearview mirror at some of those seasons that mm-hmm. I thought were hidden, that I thought. You know yes. that that God surely wasn't doing anything in that season. I I, I felt like um, that it was a, an unseen right. right? Um, it, it was a, a, not a season on display, but those were the seasons that God did such a work in my yes. heart that prepared me for the next season that He had right. for me. Right. And there is whatever season you're walking in. You may feel unseen, you may feel unheard, you may feel like you are invisible, yep. but you are seen by God and He so is beautiful. He is working everything right now That's in right. this season. This season is sacred. Don't waste it. Don't so waste beautiful. it. A lot of times there were times I felt like I was, you know, being benched yep. from from you know, God I saw everybody else doing some of the things yep. that I wanted to do in that season. And what God showed me in this one particular season was Julie, you are not on the bench. You need to get in the batting cage Beautiful. and start warming up, right? That's and so, so good. you need to get because you are being warmed up for what I have next for you. And if you waste this season, yeah. you are not going to be ready for the opportunity wow. I have for you in the next. You know, so so I think you know, um, Onika, what what you were speaking of. 
of this, just this value revolution yes. is you are speaking spiritual confidence yes, into the daughters yes. of your sisterhood. And yes. you know, I think that we're just living in such really uncertain times. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. have really struggled. I say us, me included, All of us. have yes, struggled with our confidence mm-hmm. in this last season because so many things that we placed our confidence in, yeah. you know, the way that we may have led in this last season yeah. um, before COVID, before a pandemic, um, we, we, the, we, the successes that we might have seen yeah. that we may not be seeing now, um, things that we placed our confidence in, our finances and our mm-hmm. health, even people that we looked up to yep. that have let us down. You know, um, did, so many of these things have just crumbled right. before our eyes. And when we lose our confidence, we can become insecure. Right, right, and right, when, right. When we, when we become insecure, we don't always make the best decisions right. from that place of insecurity. Um, and when insecurity sets in, our yeah. relationships suffer. And so many times um, the, the decisions that we make aren't the healthiest ones because they're not rooted in the right place. So exactly. what would you say to the girl right now? What yeah. would you say to the girl right now um, who might be in a season where she's single mm-hmm. and she's been cheering everybody else on, That's right? right? Um, cheering them on, celebrating with them, but really there's no one around her right now That's right. to validate her. And she's her confidence is wavering a little bit, or that that mom who who's, who her confidence is, has been assaulted in this season of parenting. Yeah. It's, you have to be brave to Oof. raise teenagers. Can I just say? Oh my right. gosh! So, th- what would you say to that mom, to that to that girl whose confidence might be wavering right now? Yes, I would say that weeping may endure for the night, but mm-hmm. that joy comes in the morning, mm-hmm. and not to despise this season. Yeah. To remember that God sees you, He loves you, He's with you in the valley that He loves your kids more than you could ever imagine, and that every tear you've cried, every prayer you've prayed, every scripture you've spoken over your son or your daughter, you will see a harvest. It just takes time. And I just feel in my spirit that God is saying He's going to give you a second wind, that right now you feel like you're at the Mm -hmm. end, that you don't have anything left to give. But I feel like even in this moment, in this Mm -hmm. conversation with Pastor Julie and I, that He is giving you fresh wind Mm -hmm. to not give up, that He's with you, that He's saying, I'm going to pick you up, I'm going to walk this out with you, and that you're not doing it alone. Hebrews talks about you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. There's other mamas who have gone before you, Mm -hmm. who are waiting for you to join their small group or connect group, who are waiting for you to show up at church so that they can speak life over you, grab hands with Mm -hmm. you, and pray with you, because it is parenthood is not meant to do alone. I know for us, raising our teenage son, this last (laughs) season has been so stretching (laughs) and so dying to self. Mm -hmm. I had this thought that if we're the most present parents ever, that my son's going to lead Bible studies at his school. He's going to wear t-shirts that talk about meet me at the flagpole to pray. <laughs> and then he's going to like, revival's yeah. going to break out at his high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not our story. Is he a leader? Yes. Is yes. he confident? Yes. But he's very much a very normal mm-hmm. teenager. He wants to go to parties. Mm-hmm. He likes girls. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I had this picture right. that if we're present, if I make the pancakes in the shape of his name and every birthday, <laughs> and we do the monogram PJs and all the memories mm-hmm. and moments, which we do, right. That I would have a guarantee that when he got to high school, that he wouldn't want a girlfriend. I don't know why I thought that, but I just thought he was <laughs> just gonna just, wait till college. Exactly. I literally and court had that, her. <laughs> that. I had that picture in my mind. Why I do not know. I was not prepared. The high school season just took me by surprise. I wasn't ready for all the girls that would show up in his DM. I just was not. Like wow. girls, be easy on the boys. I was not ready. But all that to say, I had to not put my confidence in what I thought. Right. I had to put my confidence in Jesus and trust that He has our son, and He does have our son. Our son was at a youth night just the other night, brought some friends from his high school 
two of them gave their lives to the Lord, wow. which was just an answer mm-hmm. to prayer. Yeah. And so it's just, even now I go into his room and he's not there yeah. and I'll just blast worship music and I'll just pray over That's him right. yeah. um, all the time. I do all yeah. the time. I do that with all of our kids. So yeah. all that to say, do not grow weary. Yeah. We're believing for fresh wind. Yeah. And just for anyone who feels alone today, mm-hmm. you are not alone. Mm-hmm. God had you listen to this conversation by design because mm-hmm. he loves you, because he wants to speak life over you, because he's not done with you yet, because mm-hmm. he's just getting started. And I think it's at the time when we feel like stopping mm-hmm. is actually at the time that he wants to give us a second wind. That's right. And that's what we're praying over every girl today, that he has a second that. wind. I love that. And that that's so encouraging, Onika, because I love that you shared that about just your own journey mm-hmm. with your teenage son, yes, because yeah. it could be really easy to look at someone in your position mm-hmm. and just go, and you ooze confidence, right? Oh. But that confidence doesn't just come naturally. No. It comes from yeah. getting before the Lord. Desperate. And then surround and being yeah, desperate, yes. right? And then, and then getting around yep. other people seeking out godly wisdom, exactly. godly counsel. We have a, um, a part of our sisterhood code is we a lot of times we say around here that sisters stay strong Love when it. they stick together. Beautiful. There's a strength and a confidence that comes. Yes, when you are when you are in the Word of God, when yes. you are declaring the Word of God in yes. your home and over our kids mm-hmm. and over every situation. Yep. But there's also a confidence that comes when you surround yourself exactly. with a community of girls yep. who are cheering you on, calling you up, yep. believing the God thing in you and and championing exactly. championing your choices, championing right. your children. Yeah. I love that. And I love too that you know a lot of times our confidence suffers when when we have unmet expectations. Exactly. And so when we lay our expectations, yep. I love that your son, he didn't have to preach right. a message at that youth night yep. for his friends to find Jesus, right? Exactly. He just had to do just, he showed up. He showed up. Exactly. Right. And sometimes you know, that that's a victory, just just showing up. And and I think sometimes that, that God just wants to do a little rearranging of our expectations. Exactly. Right? This has been so good. Hey, you know, every single time we end um, a conversation in this season, mm-hmm. we ask our guests, you know, what is their favorite summer hack yes. or snack? What's helping you get through the hot Dallas heat Oof. this summer with yes. teenage kids and Unicorn and rainbow little girls exactly. and building church, all that. What's your favorite yes, summer yes, hack yes. or snack? Okay, so funny funny story. It's not anything um, special, but I love skinny pop popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite little <laughs> snack. And so mm-hmm. it's probably not the best choice, but at night when our kids go to bed and our house is quiet, I grab my little skinny pop and my favorite bowl. I have these really pretty blue and white bowls that my <laughs> girlfriend got for me. Uh-huh. And I put it in my little blue and white bowl mm-hmm. and I eat my skinny pop and I just feel like all is right with the world. That's so awesome. Skinny Pop is my favorite summer snack. And then I love date nights with my husband for mm-hmm. sure. But we do have a hack for parents when you want to do a date night. Mm-hmm. And so a hack that we do sometimes if we're in a season where we feel like we've been gone a lot is we go out after our kids are in bed. Yeah. And we have our sitter come over. And so she's just there while they're sleeping. And so there's always a way. Like even if your kids are small and you yep. feel like I've been away from them, I can't leave them. There's always a way. And so I feel like it's been the perfect time for us to do fun, spontaneous date nights when our kids go to bed. Also, being around other people is the best summer hack so that you're not isolated, so that you're in community. And you can decide, this is going to be the summer that I grow. Yeah. This is going to be the summer that I grow together with my sisterhood. I love that. I love that. Hey, and speaking of growing, actually, we have a group guide that you can download in the show notes of the podcast. And you can just connect with a few girls and just take this discussion a little bit deeper. Yes. Um, And we're going to just put in a couple scriptures and some questions that kind of take a deep dive into our conversation today. But Onika, 
I really don't want this conversation to end because I know once it ends, we're going to be going in separate directions. But everything you shared today is so amazing, so on point. And I appreciate you taking the time just Mm -hmm. to, to share your heart. I'm honored always and so grateful always to introduce my favorite people. Love you. That would be you. To our favorite listeners, all of you out there that are listening. But just don't forget if this episode actually was encouraging to you and it left you saying that that was so good or that was tan bueno. Is that right? Tan bueno. Tan bueno. Um, but let us know in the comments and make sure you download the group guide. And, and we've got lots of stuff in the show notes that will just encourage you. But we're so grateful for you, Onika, and grateful for our listeners. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. So we'll see you there. Bye, girls. Bye-bye. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.